the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, here it is, the Thursday. J.R. Davis will be around here in a few moments. we got uh, things to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, three and four o'clock, our new female uh, power panel will be coming in. We'll be one short, but that's all right. We'll have two uh, ladies in here to talk with us about issues that are going on in the state, uh, you know, political things that are happening here in the state. We talk a little bit about, uh, you know, high school shootings, things of that nature as well. Just got done watching TV, uh, and the president uh, was presenting the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor to uh, a retired Navy SEAL who had led five men. Uh, to rescue one of their comrades who had fallen from a helicopter on top of a mountaintop in Afghanistan in a snowstorm. And um, they jumped out and went and got him and then took him down uh, the side of the mountain under intense fire. And it was an awe-inspiring uh, listening to what they had accomplished. Uh, the rest of, uh, of those five men were, uh, I think four of the five were there uh, for the presentation today of, uh, of the, uh, the Congressional Medal of Honor. That's always such an awe-inspiring ceremony. Because I'm going to tell you what, the guy that's being presented that would tell you there's other men more deserving than they are. A, that That's a special breed of person, I got to tell you. This guy, former Navy SEAL, uh, Strabinsky, I think is what his last name was. They just had the presenting of the Congressional Medal of Honor. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's always a really, really nice event and uh, kind of puts things in perspective, too. So but I saw <laughs> there was a funny part in it. I bet a lot of people didn't even see it. But a gentleman, somebody comes up f- front representing the military, in this case the Navy because it was a Navy SEAL, and he holds the medal while the citation is read. Then he presents it to the president. <laughs> he... He was standing there, and the president reached over to take it, and he, like, moved it away from the president oh, and wouldn't let the president have it. Oh. <laughs> it was it was funny. And then they gave it in. You know, I mean, look, the president is only going to do what the president is told to do in something like that. Right. And he doesn't, he doesn't know all the ins and outs of military 
you know, honor and things of that nature. Yeah. But he tried to touch it. It wasn't time for him to touch the metal. Ah, so that was yeah. pretty, it was pretty cool. It was a, it was really fun. I sat here and laughed about it. <laughs> it was funny. Because even the president, it, yeah. it, it's only certain times you get to touch it. I'm just saying, you know, we're talking the, the ultimate medal you can get if you're a member of the armed forces. It's very cool. Yeah, really, really is. Uh, did you know Nick Bacon? Yeah, I didn't know him. No of him, yeah. You met him? Uh, I don't think we've ever met no, him. No. Well, you know, he's passed away well, now, yeah. but uh, he was such a, a cool dude. And uh, I worked with him one time, and you might remember this is back, I don't know, two, 2002 perhaps, mm. where they were going to have some demonstration at the uh, Vietnam War Memorial uh, there on the Capitol okay. uh, grounds. And uh, ain't nobody that wants to dis- you know, disparage the flag going to stand on what I consider holy ground of a monument that uh, honors the men who'd given their life over in Vietnam or any battleground, mm-hmm. any war. And Nick felt the same way, and he and I, I got on the air and asked for people to come out uh, about that, and we all joined hands so they couldn't get over to the monument. Uh, to be honest, they were, they were wussies, okay, <laughs> They didn't want to try anything with a whole bunch like of vets, a, yeah. you know. They yeah. had to move the other way. But yeah, we've we've made that. Uh, we've taken care of that. That that we won't have that uh, happen anymore. At, I forget who was Secretary of State at that time. Who was bef- mm. uh, there before uh, Mark Martin? Well, there before Mark Martin was uh, Charlie Daniels. Yeah, it would have been Charlie Daniels. It'd have been okay. Yeah, yeah. But Charlie didn't like it either. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, when I called him and told him we were coming, he says, cool, Dave. See you there. <laughs> <laughs> I like Charlie. Charlie's an all right guy. He really is. See, and that dispels your whole myth about me. You think, I know, right? you know, See? I can't get along with anybody. I get along with a lot of people. <laughs> I really do. And you can always find some area with anybody that you can agree on something. And on that, we all agreed on. That was good. All right, so it's 12 after 2. I thought maybe you and I could sit here for a few minutes and do a, a kind of a post-mortem sure. of what happened on Tuesday. I sent you. And J- yeah, J- I, is Jamie, Jamie coming? Should, yeah, I think he's okay, coming. Good. So I don't know if he got caught up. or Yeah, because so. I, I, I sent you a message, and I yeah. didn't know if you got it or not. But uh, I wanted him to come and, and talk from kind of behind the curtain sure you know kind of thing but um any surprises for you on tuesday night uh i don't think i'd say surprises um you know i'll i'll you know give kudos to the campaign team i you know they they saw some numbers they they expected a certain turnout uh they expected it wasn't a, a very certain, good man well you know it it depends because if you look at the Republican primary back in the midterms, it's easy to go back to the the presidential elections because obviously that was a massive turnout. I mean, yeah, uh, it was big. It was big. It was big. <laughs> it was great, and it was. And that's what you want to see. You want to see that participation in democracy, and you wish more people got out. Uh, but as far as the the Republican primary goes, it was twenty five thousand more votes in the Republican primary than in twenty fourteen. Uh, which and a I lot think was more positive. than what the Democrats had. A lot more than what the Democrats had, and uh, and I think part of it too is that there were more Republican races, um, and very few Democrat races in some counties. 
Uh, but I also think you're seeing crossover, not just for the primary, but people saying, you know, I, I uh, maybe I've been a lifelong Democrat, conservative Democrat, uh, but I identify as a Republican now. And this is, you know, I feel like my values match with the Republican Party. I think you see some of that. Um, I also think that you've just seen some of those voters in the 2016 election that never voted before came back out and voted again uh, for the midterm. Right. But anyway, I think that's a that's a huge positive for uh, the Republican Party is that you're seeing more participation in our primary. Um, there were places like uh, man Hempstead County that that had 2,200 new Republican votes. Uh, wow. In in uh, and, and that's you know participation as far as coming out and voting uh, through those two weeks and a lot of rural areas. But then you look at places like Boone County, uh, you know staunch Republican. Uh, uh, county and they had 500 more voters than 2014. Uh, Sebastian County brought in 3,500 more votes in Sebastian County. So I think what you're seeing is more people coming to the Republican side, uh, and and they heard the the uh, message out there. They wanted to participate in this particular uh, election. And I think that was good news for the party because what we want to do is we want to pull people in. We want people to see what we have to offer and identify with that and feel like their values match with the Republican values and. Um, and, and and broaden our base. You know, I think what you're seeing on the Democratic side is that it's getting more and more marginalized by the liberals uh, and and people. I don't even call them liberals anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're that's they're, almost they're too dang, nice. They're it? dangerous yeah. people on the left. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at it. Like, we'll, let's talk. Uh, we can keep talking about the governor's race, but you look at the Arkansas two race. It's going to be really, really difficult for uh, the Democrat in that race to to make any headway because they're not only going to have to make the heights and hillcrest happy right they're going to have to make they're going to have to walk this weird you know in between line which is going to be really difficult to do well you got to find it first well you got yeah you got to find it first you're going to upset somebody and i I think uh, congressman hillman he's going to run a great race i think he's good um i think people are excited about what's going on in washington right now we're represented really well across the state uh, at the federal level so um but it just speaks volumes because i think democrats are are really just sort of somewhat controlled by this uh, super left-leaning faction, uh, and it it makes it very, very difficult. I, I kind of like, uh, I enjoyed today the uh, statement that was made from the gentleman at Washita, uh, Hal Bass, where he said that uh, it's an uphill battle. But there is a path to victory. Okay, talking about Clark Tucker. And that's where he ended it. <laughs> like, where it is, he probably doesn't exactly know. I mean, about well, the only way he's going to win is if everybody stays home uh, in Faulkner and Saline and, and counties, and the only people who vote are from Little Rock. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to, to again, the turnout. But, uh, but again, I mean, I guess that's like me saying that, yes, there is a way for me to build a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that I trust myself to build that house or know where to get started. Right. And I think that's kind of where, you know, Democrats are in this case. I mean, there's a lot of excitement, obviously, around uh, their candidate. I think that's something that they've – and I think, you know, it's a good candidate. And that's someone who they, they you know, that they wanted and they got. I just don't think it's going to make a lot of difference because it's not just Pulaski County. I mean, you've got you've got to have tremendous turnout here. And then you got to pick up one of the other counties, and it's just not going to happen. Um, I, actually, I think I don't was, see it happening. Well, I think even Brummett said something in his column that talked about how there's not even enough uh, uh, Democrats in Faulkner County for a barbecue. You know what I mean? It's just, and it's just, it's one <laughs> it's of those things. Very sort of true. That, it's very true. So it's just one of those things where that's that's the big 
uphill. But and also, I think I think uh, Congressman Hill has tremendous support in. Well, oh, I do County. too. Just I mean, not, and he does it throughout the other counties, Amongst Saline, the, uh, especially White, the business but, community. But yeah, I think he has a lot here in Pulaski too. So, but anyway, so that'll be uh, that'll be what people I guess focus on over the uh, next several months, along with the summer all for. I know, right? Yeah, oh, it's going to be a long hot summer <laughs> the other article that was interesting in the paper today because they were right is you know we've got two people now you got goodson and you've got uh, sterling mm-hmm. running for the last remaining uh supreme court justice and i bet you that the folks that have been throwing all that money into that race i would think i don't think they're going to double down i think they're going to triple down they're going to spend a lot of money they spent yep. over a million dollars just mm-hmm. in the primary. You can only imagine what they're going to spend yeah. in the general. But here's how I look at that. If I would think the people who supported Hickson would more support Sterling than they would Goodson. So that's interesting. I actually uh, I understand that thought, but I wonder if, I mean, first of all, uh, Judge Hickson was very upset by all of this oh yeah uh, and i had him and, on the air friday right and, friday. and his uh supporters i'm sure are not happy with it um and so it just comes down to whether or not i mean how does how does it how does it is it there is there blowback or does it help you know uh, one candidate over the other is does you know goodson uh uh, get a bump from those who are just like I'm tired of this dark. It doesn't matter what it is, yep. but, you know. And and a lot of people see uh, Sterling as sort of the you know de facto, even though he has nothing to do with it. Yeah, nothing it, to do with it at but all. But it's just sort of so. It's just it's kind of more of uh, how it's received among voters. And three, four, five months of just you know constant barrage of mailers and commercials, and it's gonna it, it may turn some people off. We'll see. It could. It could. But if you're it'll a con- be interesting. If you're a conservative and you voted for Hickson, didn't vote for Sterling, you voted for Hickson. I cannot believe yeah. that you would turn and then cast for Goodson. I just don't see that happening. I would stay out of it before I would cast for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand. As far as that's concerned. Because if, if Sterling hadn't got the second-place finish and had been Hickson, then Hickson had my vote in the general. Yeah, I think that was the race that probably surprised a lot of folks uh, on Tuesday night uh, as far as the order and, and, and all of that. So Instead of it being Goodson, Sanders, and Hickson, I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be Hickson, a very close Sanders, and then Goodson. That's what I thought it yeah. was going to be, and it didn't end up that way. I think so that's actually a lot of people. There was a lot of analysis out there that kind of thought that same thing. I think there was something about, well, number one, again, it comes down to how people received, you know, some of the dark money campaigns yeah. and that sort of stuff. But also, I don't know that Hickson had as much support out of Northwest Arkansas as he. That thought is probably he, the biggest right. problem he yeah. had because when he got down here into Central Arkansas, Sanders did very well. He did real, real well. So. What can I say? That's that is a primary. That's what happens when two conservatives end up running against each other. And I think I don't know if they split the vote, but there's definitely some that would have voted for the other guy if the guy they voted for hadn't been running. Yeah, that's going to be the most interesting race I think throughout the summer. I mean, it's, it's so strange, but there's going to be there's think about be that. a lot of money spent on it, and we'll, we'll it's I really I mean, like I said, I was so wrong uh, on that race and. So we'll we'll uh, it'll be interesting to watch throughout the summer and see how that unfolds and how much money is spent and I think you're right there's probably going to be quite a bit. How do we 
a question. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about this, and then uh, we'll turn our attention to a break. But how do we get Arkansans to get as involved with local politics, you know, the governor's mm-hmm. race, uh, state races and things of that nature, as they do with something like uh, the presidential campaigns? Well, I think it's, um, first of all, I think, I mean, those local races are incredibly important. Uh, well, yeah. And, people, and I think it's part of, you know, when you look at some of the bigger races, whether it's, you know, presidential or Congress, um, Senate, governor, statewide races, there's more um, there's more coverage of those races. And so you sort of become it's almost like through osmosis of just watching and hearing and listening, you get more focused on those races. Um, and I think at the local level, you see more signs uh, and and sort of more door to door type stuff without really getting to know the candidates. I think that that's that's the biggest issue. Um, people have to be able to. Well, first of all, people just have to take an interest and engage and find yeah. out who these people are, talk with them, uh, get their perspective, because that's that's the most important. Uh, those local positions are the most important positions. And you've said it all along, and I agree with you that, that that's, you know, the local, 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 uh, that's who runs, that's that's who uh, makes, makes the, the biggest impact on your life yep. on a day-to-day basis. Um, so I agree with you. Uh, there, there's, it's just, there's just more engagement. That's, and that's, I don't know how you, that's, one, know that's how a you big do question. It. How do you I've do I've been it? trying to figure it out for near 35 yeah. years, and I, I haven't yet. Well, if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, stop for a moment and think that you could be on the verge of making an irreversible mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime of benefits from uh, Social Security. That decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. You could avoid that by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class Friday, July 13th. It's hosted by David Lucas from the David Lucas Show. You hear that right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer, Saturdays at 10 and 3. The workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registrations, $18, includes a 34-page workbook, maximizing your Social Security benefits. Seating is going to be very limited. Yeah, so if you've saved hundred grand for retirement, call 501-653-6690. Don't leave tens of thousands of dollars in Social Security benefits on the table. That's 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, J.R. Davis is here, spokesman for the uh, the governor. Was Did the governor... Uh, he really looked at me weird when I asked him if he was going to have like a ten-pound bowl of M and M's, and he was going to <laughs> demand that the brown ones be taken out. He, he really didn't understand what I, exactly yeah, I was talking I think, about. I got you. No, you I were laughing. laughing. I was laughing. It was funny. Yeah, I don't know that he he got that uh, reference, but it's uh, it was funny. But yeah, he <laughs> was Van Halen a, joke. It was man. one of those things where he's. Uh, uh, I think he, yeah, you know, Tuesday he was he was keyed in. He felt good. He was confident, but yeah. it was just sort of like you know, it's it, it's been a long, yeah, it's, it's been a long several months. Yeah, been a long several months, and uh, and then, you know, it's a little different when you're when you're 
you know, having to govern and campaign, uh, I mean, it takes a lot. It takes a lot out of you. It's kind of funny. We joke that, you know, it's like everything up until eight o'clock and then he's at work and everything after, you know, five o'clock he's, he's out and his days are from, you know, six in the morning till, you know, 1030 at night. And it's, it's just a, um, I, so I'm, I think he's glad to have a bit of a, I should have asked him if he had a, a pillow in, uh, in the back seat of the, the governor's, uh, SUV. You know, I gotta so look for that. Catch a know. little, yeah. catch a little sleep. That's when about. He's out. I was about to say it's about the only time he can. I'm thinking he can get it. Yeah, so. I'm thinking so. But no, it was a, it was, it was a good Tuesday. Was was great. It was uh, enjoyable. I think that everyone was kind of watching the weather and seeing how that would play. But apparently, it was good weather up in Northwest yeah. Arkansas. And um, and yeah, so I mean, to your point earlier, there was there were some there were some. Uh, there he is. There's Jamie. There were some small, you know, there was a, a decrease in some counties, but in a lot of counties, there were massive increases. Uh, and I go back to, like I said, if Sebastian County is a great one to look at just because they had so many more, where well, they already had 10,000 the last time, they had 13 this time. So it's, it's impressive. All right. News. All right. Back for the uh, second half of the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, our guest, J.R. Davis, the uh, governor spokesman, and uh, the campaign. Uh, manager's uh, communications director. Jamie's here. You I made am. it. You forgot, didn't you? <laughs> I did, the first 15 minutes. You forgot. That's okay. That's all right. You having to turn it on, and they were saying, yeah, Jamie's yeah, supposed, Jamie's to, supposed be to be here. right about now. <laughs> Much like a campaign, the most important part's the last half. That's true. Uh, this is true. We're gonna, I'll go. be honest with you. It's true. So let me start off by asking you the same question that I asked uh, JR. Uh, it was a bigger turnout than four years ago, but still 18% of the available voters just blows me away. Yeah, yeah. You got to wish that people paid a little more attention and wanted to get out more. Okay. But it's Which an me to, let me give you a B question first so you can go back to A, okay? okay? The B question is, which tells me, since it's not a presidential primary time, that we're still having a hard time convincing people that your state and local governments are really more important than what's going on up in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that, you know, congressional approval ratings have always been, you know, worse than in-state. And they're, I mean, obviously right now they're, what, sub-15% or state. They hover just at abysmal approval ratings congressionally. Um, but if you look at, and now I don't know about other states, but I know in Arkansas, um, Arkansas state level officials and all the way down to local officials, no matter where you live, tend to be reasonably approved of. So it tells me that you know most people have real problems with people from everywhere else, but they have a hard time seeing you know maybe things that are happening closer to them, whether that's because they're not paying attention or whatever it is. Um, but also, I do think it's an improvement. You know, it is an improvement on 2014, mm-hmm. um, especially on the Republican side. We continue, you know, the to I'm grow. Sure you've, you've talked about the blue wave that is yet to show its head here. Yeah, and I haven't mentioned it because there's no reason to mention it yeah what are we talking about (laughs) so but you know people so people are turning out more but it's all you know it's not a presidential so you know a whole lot of people decide that they i guess have better things to do which is unfortunate the remarkable part is i mean uh I mean, early voting. I mean, it really is so easy. We were in, I was t- like nine minutes, I think I was, you know, in the front door. I think I actually spent some time reading something and then went in, voted, and you were done. I mean, it's so simple. And people complain so much about everything, you know, that they could, you know, go in there, cast their vote, be done with it, and have, you know, spoken with the ballot box. But it's, um, 
it was lower uh, than I think expected, but on the Republican side, still a good turnout, uh, picked up a lot more votes in Basically double, almost double what the Democrats it, the, brought the, yeah. Um, yeah, two to yeah, one for talk, sure. Yeah, that, that wave hadn't quite crested here in Arkansas. That uh, was a uh, – Not uh, even sad, forming. Right. It's a sad – that was a sad <laughs> Someone turnout. stole the moon that's forming the tide that's in that right. wave. Yeah, uh, I, have no, I have no idea. And, oh. and we were sitting here talking about Clark Tucker taking on, you know – uh, French and I just don't see. I know Bass says there's a path. He didn't explain what the path right. was. All right, he's a former professor of mine uh, uh, from Washington. That's it. Yeah, and I, I gotta tell you, I don't see. The only path I see is if you just overwhelmingly, and I'm talking about like everybody who goes to the polls in Pulaski County votes for him. Which I think if you look at uh, French when he ran against Pat Hayes, now obviously the there was no like, you know, quote unquote blue wave or whatever they, right, they're right. trying to hype up this time. But when he ran against Pat Hayes, I, I knew people that worked for him um, and in that race and they were they were slightly concerned come election day that this was going to be a real nail biter. And I think French ended up winning by I think I don't remember. I think it was somewhere around sixteen thousand votes or something, um, but it was still reasonably close. And so it was like close enough that people were like, you know, maybe someone else, you know, next time or the next time could have a chance. And if you look at the numbers to win with just Pulaski County turnout, they would have had to turn out something. I mean, some crazy percentage yeah. of Pulaski County to even make it fifty fifty. And they're talking, you know, they're talking like Clark has a really good shot. I mean. You're gonna. Ha- you got to do something more than just Pulaski to win. I get that the mayor's race in Little Rock will pump those numbers up, but there's it's it's a longer path than most people think. Um, once you actually get down and look at it, because places like White County, um, up in Faulkner, other places in the district that are heavy population centers are much more Republican and much more conservative than Pulaski County is. I don't so, see him carrying Faulkner or Saline counties. You talking about Clark? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no chance. I don't think there's a single elected Democrat in Saline County. So he's definitely not, you know. So if French wins Faulkner, French wins Saline, French wins White, you know, they've got a massive makeup in Pulaski County. French wins. And (laughs) and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, French wins. But they're still going to have to work hard. Don't be complacent. Well, and again, you got to go back. There's just the whole we were talking about earlier. You talk about this blue wave. That means you have to have, and I remember 2014. That's when Clinton came in three different times to have rallies around the state. Uh, You had Governor Beebe out there uh, several times. Huckabee, excuse me, uh, Beebe. Uh, Clinton, Hayes, Mike Ross, like all of Pryor, they all got up there together. And when these massive uh, 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 events, get out the vote events, and I remember thinking the same thing. What about this? Oh my gosh, they talk about this ground game, this ground game, and it wasn't there. And I think this time around, you've got to have the excitement and you've got to be passionate about the person that you're going to the poll to vote for. And I think it's going to be very, very tough for someone like Clark Tucker to make, you know, the Hillcrest and the Heights happy. Uh, and then turn yeah, around and try to speak this, yeah. speak the, the you know to to the folks in Celine uh, Faulkner and White County. I mean, like it's well, just it's gonna be very, it's Clark very, Tucker, very difficult. There's a reason Clark Tucker was able to win sixty percent of the vote with three other candidates in the race yeah. who supported you know expanding abortion, limiting the Second Amendment, uh, socialized medicine, and he still wins sixty percent. And somehow they want to make him this you know center moderate you know middle-of-the-ground guy, and he won 60% in a primary like that in a, from a district from Heights Hillcrest area that is just probably the most liberal area of the state, and it's hard to believe that you know that can turn into some be appealing as middle-of-the-road. Were you guys surprised at who finished second in that race? Yes. I, I thought Spencer might I did. I did. Second. I thought. 
Yeah. And it was what Gwen Moritz Combs. or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever her name is. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know anything about her. And, you know, honestly, there were signs, but it was, I mean, it was very social media focused. It was. Um, I had two friends that live, that live in the district here in Central Little Rock, and I, both of them had they, her it wasn't her necessarily, but her team came to the door at one point or another. Yeah. Um, she actually posted a picture of one of them talking about abortion rights, which was really ironic because they're both uh, extremely pro-life. Um, but 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 they were out there knocking doors, you know, yeah. doing stuff on the ground that yeah. doesn't cost money. And so, well, that's what yeah. I actually thought, Spencer. I thought his, I thought he had a better ground game. I did. I mean, he'd been out there longer. I thought that he just there was there was more of like the door to door, more of the phone bank, just that sort of thing. Because he was, I think he was the first candidate. Uh, yeah, he in was. That yes, race. he so, was far and above the uh, first candidate. So were we? Did we all talk about where the money was coming from? Tucker got most of his from out of state. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money from Hollywood. Yeah. What a big surprise. Yeah. I know. Shocker. I yeah. mean, again, you know, it, I think uh, I think this race, number one, I mean, it, it, look, he was sort of fished into getting into the race, right? It was like, just do it. You'll be fine. You get into the race and, and you'll win, that sort of thing. There was a structure kind of already set up. It's the party structure. He's their guy. like the Hillary Clinton. I think so. Right. It's, it, it's, their, it's, their, <laughs> it's their guy. He won it. Uh, and it was you know uh going away i mean obviously if you eliminated everyone they got all the votes he still won uh by you know uh several thousand votes but my my issue is that you've got to get those voters that are very different the ones that voted for i think the combs and uh uh, and at least well i'd say at least combs and spencer are very different uh and a very different Mm -hmm. base uh from what from those who voted for Clark, and I, so I think that if you've got to go court them with your message, and then you've got to go out to, to the surrounding counties and court them with a message, and it's not going to be the same message. I mean, you just you're not going to get everybody. Excited. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, a lot of work has to happen to get the blue wave excited turnout um, that people want. Because you look, there's anti-establishment people in our party. There's anti-establishment people in the Democratic Party, and it's going to be very, very difficult to to turn all of those flip all of those switches if you will yeah i don't uh, dis- i don't disagree with that all right we'll come back we got more to talk about we'll talk about the gubernatorial race and you know uh, what was done right what was done wrong and then let's ask uh how do you switch up now now the primary is done now the real race begins so to speak so we'll talk about that when we come back dave ellswick show 1011 FM, the answer. They knew that already. You don't have to tell them every time. All right. <laughs> it's the Dave Ellswick Show. We're glad you're here. All right. Tonight I'll be out at Faulkner County. Uh, I saw is Elizabeth over there. Russ, is Elizabeth over there? Hey, Elizabeth, come here a second. I get Elizabeth to walk around here just a second. She'll tell us what time tonight? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. All right. So I'll be out there at 7 o'clock. And Paul Harrell's going to be there at 7 o'clock. And I got an email that said we were going to talk about uh, where is the conservative movement in Arkansas and uh, what are we going to do about uh, the corruption in the state. So I've got my thoughts about that. See, here's the thing. There's some corruption, but it doesn't involve everybody, and that's the one thing we got to keep away from: is that everybody's going to get sprayed with mud exactly. yeah. because of six or seven guys. You know, I don't. Is there, there's no women involved yet taking money, is there? I don't believe so. Not officially. You know, 
I mean, we don't know one way or another. I, I mean, we don't know everything. Maybe some hanky panky stuff would happen, well, but other than I that, think that's yeah. been, that, that was established in 1836, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> anyway, so. anyway, I just uh, thrilled that. But yeah, no, I agree with you though. If you, I mean, you start. It, first of all, people need to be able to trust. Uh, their public servants. Uh, well, John officials. Woods makes it hard. He does. He makes it hard. But, but to your point, <laughs> makes though, it hard. But what you were saying, though, is that it's very. Di- if you start painting with a broad brush on every single person, yeah. there's a lot. I mean, a majority of the legislators, and I would say, I mean, all of the uh, current statewide office holders. I mean, they're they're there to do their job, and and so to paint everyone with this this brush of of, of a John Woods or a Mike O'Neill or you know. Uh, that's very dangerous because then it puts it on this. It puts us down a path that you can't come back from, and that's that's why I agree. You weed out that. You make sure you get the good people in. But that's why I be think, careful. Thank God for Thurston. Uh, yeah, now, I'm just telling you. If there's some guy that, if anything ever came out negative about him, you would be able to knock me over <laughs> with a feather. I'm just saying he is one of the straightest dudes that I know. Yeah, I, he's one of the few people in politics I've never heard anyone be like. Man, I just really don't like that guy. Everybody I've ever talked to, they've said whatever he has said to me was the straight-on truth. And and that's what John Thurston is. He really, really is. I I really like him. He's got some some things that if he wins the Secretary of State uh, office, I mean, he's still— When he wins. Yeah, yeah, I don't see him losing. But the bottom line, I always say win, just— (laughs) <laughs> Out of deference to there's two candidates, you know. But anyway, he um, he's got some things uh, that he's got to deal with these voting machines. I mean, after what I saw happen in Cabot this week, I'm like, what? And, you know, explain to me how I can still open a dim gas today and look at Cabot and it's it's goose eggs. They don't have any votes yet. I think they do now. I think that was they, probably pre-deadline that that must have been printed. I think that at this night, point. It's ridiculous. I mean, I I had to call, I called, uh, well, I called Elizabeth. I said, find out if the millage passed in Cabot. It did not. And that was what I, that was a local issue that I was really interested in. And I couldn't find out how, I still don't know what the vote totals are. Huh. Just really bizarre. You have to go back and look. I mean, we were, <clears throat> I've kind of. Told him it's sort of like the primary hangover. You know, you've been, you've been <laughs> looking at this thing forever, and then it's over, and you're like, "What do I do now?" I know it's like so, but anyway. Uh, but I think I think all of the counties have officially reported now. I think okay. they're waiting on Lone Oak, and they finally came through. Um, oh, Cabot's in Lone Oak, yeah. so they were going Lone along. Oak, yeah, so they. But but that's the problem. Lone Oak, Lone Oak was an issue uh, for pretty yeah. much the entire. I mean, the entire time, all the way up until uh, election day. But they they weren't. They weren't providing early vote totals, mm. and when they were, obviously they weren't uh, reflective of like Not the good. current times. But you know, my thing with early voting is, um, you know, I, it's, I know each county is different, but it's it's the uniformity you think to some degree, right? To the yeah. way everyone just expects, because you move from a you know Faulkner County to Pulaski County or something like that, and it, and they do it differently, and so I think it kind of throws some people off. It's not a big deal, but it's just kind of you know the idea to have. Uh, uh, some sort of uniformity. Man, it's kind of uh, crazy, state, But all right, so Jamie, you got done. You're done with the primary. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> what did you all do right? And then how do you get ready for the general? How does it differ? Well, I think what we did right was we worked hard. You know, you didn't. T- we didn't take anything for granted. Um, we focused on the issues that we thought were important 
to the primary voter, you know, focusing on economic development, focusing on cutting taxes, um, those kind of things. Uh, going forward, you're, you know, now you're talking about not just the primary voter, but everybody. I mean, the, you know, Democrats, Republicans, moderates, independents, libertarians, you got everybody. Um, and so you've, you've got to have a broader message, um, maybe focusing on a couple of different issues. I mean, everything we talked about in the primary is still important because Arkansas is, you know, a conservative state. It's still, you know, you don't have to, you know, change the topics that you're covering, um, a whole lot, but maybe talk about, um, you know, maybe a more specific part of what you're working on with education that appeals to a you know more a larger number of people, um, and things like that. And so going forward, you know, just keeping in mind that we're talking to everybody and not just Republicans um, is important. And the same thing that we did in the primary, which is you know talk about what the governor's done, um, talk about what he wants to do going forward, and work hard and hit every possible event that we can. Okay, now I know that you're not going to tell me everything because you're going to keep stuff. Well, I'm totally transparent. Close to the vest. I've covered enough political (laughs) campaigns that I I know the way it works. Uh, So what do you know about this guy who's running on the Democrat side? I mean, do you guys have any feel for what he's going to run on? Not a whole lot. You know, honestly, uh, I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, I know he's got a, you know, has worked some impressive places. Uh, He's a pretty young guy. Um but it's really hard to say. Uh, he had a really hard primary that he just got out of. I think he only got like 65%. So, I mean, even the Democratic primary voters didn't have a really good feel on what he was going for. Um, you know, it seems so far his message has been, I like what the governor's done, but here's maybe what we could do a little bit better. I, I don't know. That's wild. Uh, yeah. I, it, it's hard to say right now. I think we're still early on. Um, again, he's been focused on a primary, um, so he hasn't really had to say a whole lot about uh, the general, because he could—I mean, he couldn't take for granted he was even going to be the nominee. So, uh, you know, we'll be watching that. You know, we'll keep—you know—figure out what he's talking about. But again, if we keep doing the things we're doing, keep talking about what the governor's done, cutting taxes, um, making government more efficient, improving education—you um, know—I think that's the winning message. Is what we've done, what we're going to do going forward. What do you think about West, the libertarian? Is I mean, I for most libertarian candidates, they don't have any money, right? Uh, when people start digging into their message, there's parts of their message that is very off-turning to conservatives. So, you know, do you even worry about that part of it? Do you think they can steal enough votes to cause you any problems? You know, people always say, do you worry about this, that, and the other? I don't know that worry is the like right word. Or is it like football? You, you practice, you go out, you play your game, and feel like you're going to beat the other team. I think that's. I think it's much like that. I mean, obviously, you know, as you you go in with a game plan, you know what you're wanting to do, um, and if maybe the ground game's working a little better than the pass game, that alters as you go. But the general game plan is going to stay the same. You're, you know, if you're a football team, your tempo stays relatively the same. You're not going to, you know, run and gun and then turn around the next, you know, possession and take every 35 seconds you get. Right. Um, so I think it's you know similar to that. I don't know anything about Mark West. Um, I know he's run for maybe a couple other offices before. Nice um, guy. I've had him on. Yeah. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I never heard anything bad about him, you know. Um, but again, same thing with Jared. Don't know a whole lot about him. But the the reality is, we look at what the governor's done um, and how that resonates with our Kansans, and I think you know that's what we focus on going forward, and that's how we win. All right. So, what are some things that uh, you know? I, I spent time yesterday with uh, with uh, oh, who was I was with? I was with Kim. <laughs> Uh, down from Saline County, Hammer, Hammer, yeah, he's going to be filling in for my show next week. When he's I'm, fixing when to be I'm my gone. state senator. Yeah, he he is fixing to be that. And I was talking to him, and 
I was asking him about you know the marijuana thing and some other stuff, and he says, "Man, don't blame the legislators mm-hmm. about the marijuana thing. That's all as far as the courts go." And then with that done, let me ask this question: How long do you think uh, Griffin stays as a judge? <laughs> oh, uh, you may, you both may want to just plead the fifth on that i don't know but i'm just saying I, probably safe to plead the fifth on that one but i'll say that i think that the uh he found blood, dhs in contempt the boil, yeah the, the pot is boiling right now i think with a lot of legislators and i don't think he's, he's done a whole lot to uh, turn the temperature down and he probably likes it that way uh from well, at least from to. what i've seen yeah the history and, and how he's conducted himself so um i think I think the 2019 session is going to be a very, very interesting session for a number of reasons. We've got a lot of really big things the governor wants to do with transformation, tax cuts, you know, uh, so a lot of good policy stuff. But there's there's going to be some other things that I think uh, come to a head during that. Well, time I asked him too. Kim, so. I asked him Hammer about that yesterday specifically, and he said he thought that Judge Griffin was trying to entice the legislature into a fight. And he says, we're not going to give him a fight. Well, let's let the system work the way the system works. Well, I'll say this. I don't know anything uh, more than anybody else that reads what they read on the Internet. Yeah. But I know Trent Garner is one of my good friends. And, uh, oh, Trent. Trent's awful angry at him. And I, I, I know There's Trent a, well enough to know. I don't think he lets anything go very easy. And I'm just saying. That's one of, the, those, one of those boiling pots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not uh, well, happy I mean, at all. You know, I, I, I have a real issue with the way. Uh, you know, these cases make it into certain courtrooms uh, oh, in Pulaski County, and it makes things extremely difficult. Totally and, uh, coincidental. Yeah, totally coincidental. But uh, that, to me, that is the. Uh, I mean, because quite frankly, if it was something that was sort of a fair shake across the board, it is what it is. You get them every one. The way it happens is just just ridiculous, and that's what I think needs to be right. needs to be addressed. But. Out of time. Don't forget, you are on again next Thursday. Yeah, me? Yeah. 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 Oh, wait. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be here, but, but Kim Hammer will be here to talk to you. Okay, perfect. All right. That'll work out. Jamie, if you want to come in, just harass him. Go right ahead. All right. I'll probably do that. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay, guys. Appreciate you coming in. Thanks, thanks so Dave. much. Yeah, appreciate thanks. it. More coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We're on the air. Shh. <laughs> Don't say anything you'd regret. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's good, good to have... Uh, we got our first inaugural sailing, although I'm missing one person. We will get that person taken care of. But, you know, they've been talking about this is the year of the woman. I love it. Yeah. Right. yeah. They've been saying this is the year of the woman. And I said, well, if that's the case, then I need to have a power panel and have the women on here. Because I want to hear, I want to hear if women, if they mean the year of the women, they mean liberal women or do they mean conservative women yeah, as know well? The answer to of that. course, I know <laughs> the name. I know what the answer is on on that. But here, here's the bottom line: we're going to have a power panel here uh, of women as well. Except something tells me you all will not be the typical woman that uh, everybody thinks that they would hear about. Um, you know, on television or whatever. I, I don't know about you, Shelley, but he's got me picked pretty good. He nailed it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, you know, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about, uh, for instance, let, let's just start off with the topic, all right? Let's start off with uh, the school shootings. 
Of course, we should uh, we should ban the NRA. That's hundred percent. Yeah. That's a, that's the way that they do. That's the <laughs> yeah. way they defund. Do. They, defund. Yeah, defund. The NRA. I love that. That, mm-hmm. that shows. If you have ever posted, we should defund the NRA. You have just checked in to the ignorance zone. Yeah, because no, they don't get any government money that you can defund like Planned Parenthood gets. That's uh, people who join their organization. Yeah. Gives them money. I, I actually did a Facebook post uh, last week, I think, or it was before you contacted me Monday, but um, about it. And it was uh, they were the left was demonizing the NRA and whatnot. And um, as always, I mean, there's no surprise there, but. As far as I'm concerned, it's cut and dried. Um, the only thing standing between my right and your right to bear arms, which is basically the right to protect ourselves, mm-hmm. which means our life, speech, everything, it all goes down and out. If you don't have the NRA, they're literally the only thing standing between us and the right to bear arms. Yeah. They're the last. I mean, they're, I don't. what else is there? You know, what else is there? Uh, that thing I have in my hand that belongs in the gun safe when I'm not using it. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. But I, no, I mean, in, in a from the political and and world and 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 in the real. I mean, in reality, to me, that that I don't know anything else that's 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 going hard and trying to protect our Second Amendment rights other than the NRA and the people that support the NRA. Okay, because I, you know, when I watch television, typically the women that they present. Now, you tell me if you think I'm wrong have a decided leftist point of view. Yeah, unless you're watching Absolutely. Fox News. <laughs> and, even, and even then. And, and even then, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you got you to kind of watch them. And it's as if people think that, it may, and maybe some people still stuck before women got the right to vote, but uh, bottom, bottom line that, you, you know, you're a bunch of empty-headed people, and, and, and that's not, not the case. case. And if that's the case, then all of those Republican women that are, Republicans uh, in the House and the Senate who are bringing forth some really good bills, and I'm not talking just you know federally. I'm t- talking state here. A lot of women working over there in the state. They're as conservative as conservative can be. But yeah. the only way you make, you make the the narrative for the media is that you must be leftist. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to you want to be you got to be able to uh, when you talk about gun control, it's uh well, that's it. You talk about gun control because that's what mm-hmm. women want. They want gun control. Um, I, I don't actually, buy yeah, that. I want the opposite. Uh, I I believe that the right to bear arms, the simple arms isn't defined by a gun. It's not defined by a knife. It's not I mean a pair of scissors, you know. It's arms. Unless you get to England. You know, I mean, if somebody's, you know, you don't bring a a, a knife to a gunfight and just say, for instance, the whole world, the only thing they have was scissors to defend themselves, then everybody should get a pair of scissors, you know. That's it's not the government that should take, or the thieves that come and steal your scissors, and the government says, oh, you law abiding citizen, y'all can have a piece of paper, and, you know, put it up like a little airplane, Maybe you can poke Woo, their eye out real good before they stab you with your shit. Like, it's the right AR-15, if if the military can have them, and these, these crooks on the streets can have them, and they can buy, why can't I have it if I want them? Period. It's that cut and dried. You go down that slippery slope of, of well, you can do this or you can have this gun, but you can't. No, it's a cut and dried. Uh, Second Amendment, baby, all the way yeah, through. All the way. I don't know about you, but I like the idea of the equalizer. 
You know, I'm a pretty strong willed woman, but, you know, I'm not a really big, mean, you know, sure. tough person. So that yeah. that pistol it well, goes a long child, way to be an equalizer. You for go a ahead and explain that you do own a belt in the MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what's interesting about all of that is yesterday I was out at Duck's Garage. All right. We were doing live out at Duck's Garage. And one of the things that I had, that if I had had it in London, they could have arrested me. Sure. Yeah. I had a knife set. <gasps> it had, uh, you know, the, the real big knife for Dyson and stuff. And then they had, you know, a fillet knife. And then, it, you know, it's Ducks Unlimited knife set. And I was talking about I was going to give away a, uh, you know, and basically a weapon of mass destruction because – in London, that's exactly what they think you have in your hand yeah. at that point. They're trying. I thought I would think they're trying to even ban, you know, the, the cutlery that you have on the table when you get ready to have a meal. There's a knife, yeah. and a fork, and a spoon. <laughs> yeah, a knife. Well, you can't you can't talk to that. Uh, the guy. I was uh, I was talking to Hopkins yesterday on the phone. Oh. Katie. Katie Hop- yeah. Hopkins, the British gal that is so outspoken. That you see on Fox, on Fox News. News. And okay, yeah. And she's awesome. become a friend of the, she's a friend of the, of the show. show. Okay. And she, she called me. We were talking. And she says, Dave, I took a selfie with the, the mayor from London yesterday. I said, oh, yeah. Good for And her. she said, yes. She said, I had to find three soap boxes for him to stand on. <laughs> so he was as tall as me. I didn't realize he wasn't. Oh, a very he tall evidently person. is. She's a, not that tall. Uh, she, oh, no, she's probably what five nine, five, maybe. Nine or, yeah, yeah. I guess she thinks he's about three foot two, but she said he is really small. <laughs> yeah, I can't real like that. small. Well, the murder, the murder yeah. rate, the murder rate in London has gone up to like seven. You know, up Caught to seventy three percent. Gone up sky high under his leadership. Ha ha, leadership. I don't want London to be a Muslim country. <laughs> Well, no. neither does Katie, no. and you know she's she's lost the house over that fighting over really? that stuff. Somebody sued her financial, and financially, and over in London, you know the that whole First Amendment <laughs> stuff's a little bit different over there than it is here. Absolutely, it's called they don't have one. They don't right. have it. <laughs> but she continues difference. to speak out for what she yes, knows she is does. right and good she's for good. her. She's yeah. good. We'll have her back on a couple of weeks. I'll see if she'll do it on a Thursday when the ladies oh, are here. Oh, that would be so much yeah. fun. Oh, oh, she'll have yeah. fun talking to her. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's great. All right. Uh, 14 after 3, let's take a break. Uh, the first ladies power panel. you got a question, 8230965. I don't know all that much that these ladies have different views on big subjects at all that guys would have. Unless it's a guy who identifies as a woman. Now, they they might have a a different viewpoint or whatever. But uh, let me just remind you about Holland Bottom Farms. Strawberries are still in season. You want to get Holland Bottom Farms strawberries while you still can. That's not going to last much longer because we're moving quickly towards June. And uh, in the first few weeks of June, usually that's when they start sputtering out. So if you're still wanting strawberries, you better... Head on over to Holland Bottom Farms. You're on uh, 321. You get off that first exit uh, off of 67-167 and come down 321, and they'll be on your right-hand side. Uh, you can buy yourself a plant that's five quarts of strawberries, and they are really, really good. I tell you, I make strawberry shortcake four or five times during strawberry season uh, here uh, in the Cabot area, and I love them. 
Uh, you can also get the uh, Holland Bottom Farms here in Little Rock. Uh, they've got a, a truck at Chennault Parkway and Kirk, right across from Kroger. So you don't have to drive down the corridor of death on 67. Uh, to get to Cabot, you can get them right here, and uh, they typically have them until late in the afternoon. They may still be there now. And they have a van in Searcy, and that's on East Race Street. That's across from the hospital at the Conoco Station. Plus, they're at the corner of Highway 5 in Rockwood uh, in uh, in Cabot. That's just in case you get off at the second exit instead of the first. But make sure you stop by, get yourself some Holland Bottom strawberries because they are so good. We'll take a break. Come back. we got more to talk about. All right, don't forget tonight, Faulkner County Tea Party meeting at the McGee Center at 7 o'clock. I'll be there, and I know Paul Harrell is going to be there. And uh, I think they want us to kind of take, kind of do a uh, post-mortem of uh, Tuesday, talk about uh, how we see the future of politics in the state of Arkansas. And uh, what else, Elizabeth? What else were they kind of looking at from us? I think that's really what what most people are sort of expecting. Oh, the corruption in the state. And and, uh, I'm going to say something right now, because don't think I'm going to come in there and say, we got to throw all the bums out because I don't think all the bums are the problem. All right. I think there's like eight or nine people. Several of them are going to go to jail uh, with what, what they've done. More than we know now. And, uh, <laughs> but th- this is the way I look at it. It's not all. I said, thank God for John Thurston. All right. I mean, you look at somebody like John Thurston. John Thurston's the kind of guy you want in, in politics. Uh, Kim Hammer, that's the kind of guy you want. In politics, uh, Donnie Copeland, when he was there, I and mean, they're Republicans. Yes, they are Republicans, and and, and you know, they do not paint the whole party in mud. Well, part of what what we heard at lunch was um, a person had an opinion, and one of those opinions was, you know, the only time that the grassroots was really successful is when we had a Democrat governor. So I might vote for a Democrat because we need to unite in opposition, and I'm like. Wait a minute. <laughs> look at, turn the camera on me. All right, turn, put look the camera, at your camera right at it. I'm going to look right at it. <laughs> I can't imagine that I'll give, voluntarily give power to the other party thinking that's going to make my side stronger. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make Silly. sense to me. No. I mean, we heard that back in the general uh, session two years ago. I mean, um, I'm trying to think who was it that Joe made that statement. Farrar said that maybe some Republicans would have been strong, stood stronger against a Democrat governor instead of it being a Republican. I can understand the logic of what they're saying. You don't want, if you got a got a governor who's of your own party, you don't want to show him up. All right? I understand that thought. Okay. Okay. Here's what I, and I'll say this tonight, so you're getting a preview of what I'm going to say tonight, Faulkner County Tea Party. The governor now is going to win his second term. I, I have no doubt he's going to win he come November. Down. I he have will. no problem saying that. But after that, he's lame duck. Well, he's it, once he wins in November, yes, yeah. he's lame so duck here's, for the rest so of the here's, time. So here's the question at that point. And I've been talking to some people. I'm just letting you know. I've been talking to some people. Will you push back 
on some of the things you didn't push that hard against this last session with the session that's coming up, knowing that some of the people who are behind the things are going to get pushed are people who perhaps have their eye on the brass ring more than they have their eye on what's best on the for, for the for Arkansans. Because right. we know, I, I can tell you two people that will be running for governor here in four years. One is the lieutenant governor. Yep. I would be so disappointed if Tim Griffin didn't run. So will many of us. And the other one is uh, Hendren. I I can tell you right now, Hendren, Senator Hendren, is setting up for a gubernatorial run. Could very well, well be. I think Asa Hutchinson is, is uh, preparing and posturing well, for president. Well, I'm talking about for him, for Asa to run in 2024 is my personal belief that – that's why he's playing in the middle of the road and minces words and says, you know, your right to bear or the right to bear arms, Second Amendment, you know, is it right or a privilege? What's the difference? Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. And he difference. knows this. OK. I mean, I have a lot of problems with him. I do because he's not he 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 he's very he's a very confusing man and, and he's slick and he's a brilliant man. And I and I like the like the man, but I don't like um Arkansans having to suffer because he's got another, you know, it's that whole the next day I get elected and it's almost I'm like we're not for my next today because all we're doing is four yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, now. He's, it's, we're not it here reminds today. me of Bill Clinton at his finest, and he wrote the the playbook on all that, you know, and posturing to run for president and what you know everything he everything he did in Arkansas was completely and totally well planned out for that big picture, you know, run. And I, I mean, I just. I think the governor is is really screwing up a lot. I just well, do. I'm going to go with your women's intuition on this because I'll be honest, I've not gotten that from the governor I, that he wants to be president. I haven't got that. Although, after you've been, you know, governor of the great state of Arkansas, what else is there but well, to be president? Well, yeah, I mean, well, or maybe a U.S. senator. Yeah, now that's another place. You yeah, know, because I think he Bozeman, wants the big time, though. I think he's going to. Well, it's possible, Bo- yeah. Bozeman would be, I, think, I don't know if this is going to be his last hurrah, this last sixth um, uh, year is going to be it for him or not. I don't know. I haven't talked to the senator here recently. I don't know at all what, you know, is is even being said about Bozeman. And I don't know, you know, if the governor is up to this or not. But what I'm speaking to is the general idea of when you can even think of that when you've got a current person in office, it's almost like they're not here today with us now governing. They're thinking about they're yeah. not, they're, something they're, down they're the road. They're still serving. They're not serving. And I the wonder. Yeah. I wonder about that. That people would even think of that at this point. It, you know, I don't know if it's true or not true. but, yeah. but that you would even think of that. There's got to be something that makes you think that. So we it's see like it all the time. Let me just tell you both. Watch the general session in 2019 because. The people who want to run in, uh, what is it going to be? It'll be 2022. 2020. 2022. Yeah, that, uh, uh, you know, to be a governor are going to be the okay. ones that are going to pull out all the stops and they're going to want their way or the highway. And there's one guy that I see him doing that already. Mm-hmm. You know, a senator. I see him doing it already. Yeah. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to watch the, the, the general assembly. So maybe term limits should be also amended to say you can only serve in one, like, 
only once at a time. In other words, you can only be governor. You can't go on and do something else. You can't be senator after that. You can't do other things. You can only serve once. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that happen. <laughs> well, and I just want to point out, too, I, it was very striking to me. I've never seen this happen. If you have, then tell me about it. But if you have, it's extremely unusual. But the NRA actually endorsed Jan Morgan and didn't endorse the sitting incumbent Republican governor. That's that that, and he, but they gave him an A minus. But to me, that's because they know what they're doing too. He's gonna he's gonna win, and and if they give him anything lower than that, then that's just gonna come back to bite them, you know. And and, and so I and I and I just believe that there's several reasons why he didn't debate her. I mean, he, it, to be fair, he should have debated her, you know. But no, it, I don't know. No, if I was running his campaign, that's it was unnecessary. No. He didn't have to do it yeah, to win. No. It we could only harm him, you know, yep, or whatever. But exactly I'm talking about for the people. But that's self-serving. The people of Arkansas wanted to hear it. They wanted to see it. That's who he's here to serve. And that's a big problem. And I feel like, but too. But, Shelly, they want to see me in spandex. And I will not, <laughs> oh, please, I will, that, please. I will not show yes. up in spandex. That just will not happen. I'm I know. <laughs> you really want to put on that outfit he's got that's on. That's right. But just think about that Captain endorsement America. from the NRA to Jan Morgan and not the sitting. I mean, we're talking Asa Hutchinson. He's pretty big time. I mean, he's on the national stage, too, not just Arkansas. That's I, a big I deal. I told folks when he was running, you know, you're talking to a D, about a D.C. politician here. Yeah, exactly. for governor. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he's been for that's a long, where he was. long for the NRA not to endorse him was just, I mean, very telling of where he stands on Second Amendment. Well, they had a little bit of a falling out during the time the general session was going on a couple years ago. <laughs> you remember that, don't you? Yep. <laughs> I kind of remember what that was about. Yeah. And just so you <laughs> know. And it's ongoing today. <laughs> when we get back again and, and we uh, we have the general session start in 2019, I will be there every day covering it for you all right news and then we'll come back with more of our female power panel all right so shelly and elizabeth are still here they haven't run away <laughs> they decided to stay here they're going to do two hours with me today two hours. we got we we have to bring in one more person uh to our power panel i've got a couple of names in mind I have talked to one person. They turned it down. I got another person I've got to talk to that Elizabeth made initial contact for me. Now I got to get a hold of her and have uh, see if she might be involved uh, with it. Maybe I should go out, Shelley and Elizabeth, and, and get just some real crazy moderate. I was thinking get get it, get and, your lefty on here. I them, love that. Oh, and yeah. put them put them put them on. We could do kind of a. You know, I think you said call it the right view. That was uh, suggested kind of at lunch yeah. today. And, uh, Where they're but, all outnumbered except the Democrats. Yeah, outnumbered that, one that, this time. I will love that. We'll yeah. do it just backwards. Yes. And we'll put the token liberal in here. Yes, I would love that. And you can you, find one. And all I'll do is just sit here while you guys you know, tear their throat out. <laughs> you know. Who, me? No. <laughs> we'll do it nicely. Yeah. I know. You <laughs> won't even know what hit you. The blade will be so sharp, they'll cut you, and you'll look, and you're bleeding all over yourself. We have our face. <laughs> just so, just so, you, so you know. Uh, Elizabeth and I have been friends for quite some time. You know her from the Tuesday Power Panel. I asked her, how long ago was it now? Several months now to join us. A few weeks ago. Because I wanted a, I wanted a, a woman's uh, take on issues as well. I've known uh shell for how many years now oh wow like well I've, i started listening to you early in the 2000s and all the way up till i moved 
up to South Fork. I tried to listen to you some after we had that resort. That was crazy mayhem all the time. But um, but I, I listened to you for years. I'm like, man, that's this guy's a rock star. He's my hero. And <laughs> I give anything just to know him. Much less, I can't believe I'm even sitting here. But Be careful. He has to get out of the room in a minute. The head may swell. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Knock yeah, my we've ears been there off. Done that. <laughs> that. But that, the way I first met you um, was um, Wildman Wilson. Yep. He came to South Fork and they came to do a, uh, we were up there at South Fork. And he wanted to talk about small moth bass. That, well, he brought him. It was him, and he brought Trey. Um, I can't remember his last name. Real, yeah. real cute. He, he used to. He, real, yeah, I remember Trey that. Reed. Trey, Trey Reed. Reed. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Can we get him back? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they were going to do the the t- they did a TV show or whatever. Right. But, um, but yeah, he corner asked me cafe to, baby. Yeah, and and he I knew he was on your show all the time, yep. and he was like, "You want to come on? Yeah, you know." So I came to talk about the resort, and I came I think three times, but it's been years. And then you would always come to my just birthday party yep. or just come up in the summer and all. Who, that. by the way, if you're watching on uh, Facebook right now, Facebook Live, wave. You know, Wait, my Joe is right was, there in the middle. She She's the wait. one that's got the red flowers in her hair. Yeah. So that's yep. her. And that's I, a big deal, too. Cause what, she's, what age was she when I first came up for her I think she day? turned three. Yeah. Yeah, so she's ten, she'll be a, uh, well, she's ten and a half. Ten and a half now. But I was going to say, Shelly has been sitting there and is one of those people who does a lot of, of thinking. And I talked to her when I'd go up there, and we talked politics, and her dad and I would talk politics, and her mom and I would talk politics. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, I knew that you know she was a star in waiting, and now we're at that point now that we what? can we can bring her <laughs> here. Serious? Yeah, we can bring her on the air and and get her part of. She's going to join us about, about every every week now. Um, no, she's all excited now. You got her all excited. I got her all excited. So we need one more person. My dad, by the way, said, well... So we'll put our heads together and make our, our minds up. Do we I, want to bring in somebody that's to the left? Well, I actually spoke with a friend of mine today. I haven't said this to you yet. No. But I spoke with a friend of mine, a gal friend of mine today, who's pretty outspoken, who's well-spoken, and is not too shy. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, you know, someday on Thursday, why don't you just come up and kind of hang around and look and meet Dave? See what and, she thinks. Because yeah. you haven't met her and, you know, just... We'll get a whole bunch of women in here. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I can I'm get along with I'm going to be a wash in etch, estrogen. I can hear it now, Russ. <laughs> I'm hearing it now. This could you be dangerous. It. I did. I started it. What can I? What can I say? Yeah, this is. And we're going to run with it, right? And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just saying to Dave off the air. I I thought this was. I, I am a thinker, and I thought this was a pretty groundbreaking uh, first time thing. I've never ever seen on on TV or on radio where they put all, all, an all women power panel. On, I mean, you you got the view, but you, that well, doesn't count. The outnumbered show on Fox where they bring in a male, yeah, yeah but they, and yeah. they have some different yeah. women. The That's similar, true. They same ones, the cl- but yeah. they have some different yeah. ones that come in. Yeah. Now, when I do I this it. show, I become you know I'm 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 gender neutral then. <laughs> you can wear your spandex. You really want to go there. You really want to go there. You're allowed. We'll yeah. Well, I was really him. wondering how he was going to handle that because I know Dave. <laughs> He'd much rather be a 67 Corvette. Yeah, that's yeah, true. true. Hey, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. During the break, I'll tell my joke about myself. I won't say it on the air, but I can say it off, off the air. But anyway, yeah, we just need to get one more person in here. That would be very So cool. let me say, if, if you're a free leftist thinker, all right, now, look, I don't want you, you know, that you got, quote, 
You know, you always want to say you got an open mind. Okay, I don't mind if you got an open mind, but I don't want that your mind's so open that your brain leaked down. <laughs> I'm throwing bombs every yeah, day. You got to have some sense of what's saying. going on yeah, around. Turning red, huffing and puffing. You know, be, be happy to have you, you know, come on and And, and it would be nice if, if you're able to have real us. conversations with people. and Yeah, without screaming. Without screaming. Exactly. Be happy to do that. That's a hamster wheel. You get on with those people, and I just jump right off. I don't even do I got on that with a girl on my Facebook, and... Laura Wilson. <laughs> I love oh. you, sweetie. Call him right out. Uh, Call him right out. No, she, I was trying to be your friend. I said, I bet we have way more in common than you then think. Then you, you would think. probably really like me. And she's like, no, you're a Trump fan. Trump fan. That's where I draw a line in the sand. And, okay. and, wow. and you're, I won't allow you in my circle. I said, dang, I didn't make your circle. I, <laughs> she's a good candidate. I know you were crushed. Laura, I'm, I'm not picking on you. I do like you. That You didn't delete me or block me. I didn't delete or block you, so... All right. So that relates, still hold. To, that relates to the Tuesday conversation. I got yeah. like five hundred. Com- they're still going at it on that post. I keep. I haven't even read it all. They, they're people. They're still going. What are they they're talking, talking about now? Oh, go snort your line of meth, or go, you know, uh, name some, calling, making fun because one of them digs ditches. And I mean, it just went, and it was all about the MS thirteen and. Well, they're and, animals, right? Yeah, now you're, and you're talking about Facebook, right? Sure. Let, yeah. Let me just say something about Facebook. Okay, I'm a writer, and I learned a long time ago there are people that will say things, as we all probably know, on Facebook. They would never say to you in person. No, because no, they know you smashed their face. Never, never, so never. you know, I'm with you. It's like a yeah. yeah I'd just as soon jump off that little hamster wheel myself. Yeah. That's a I large, did it with Laura for about. Yeah, 36 hours and i just said wow. jesus take the hamster wheel well, i'm done i don't spend a whole lot of time i'm out peace yeah, have facebook, a good weekend sweetie. facebook is just too it's too easy to throw bombs oh yeah. it's too easy yeah. and it's not what does it do what good does it do anybody? Nothing, nothing it doesn't do anybody mm-hmm. any good and I just don't want to walk around being angry all the time. No, and right? memes are so fun. Me and my Ooh. friend, we have a squad. There's like 11 of us girls, and we just <laughs> throw memes at each other all day and laugh. And people are like, do y'all work? Yeah. <laughs> Only if we have to, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So how's your dad doing? He's really good. Um, you know, we sold the resort. They're actually, in fact, uh, I don't know her name, but they're the lady that works here. Yeah, is a friend of ours. Uh, uh, Jen, the, new, the new owners, just to give them, anybody that's been to South Fork Resort before, it used Great to be. Great place. Yeah, it used to be my mom and dad, or Joe and Susie Peasney, and then it was my my husband and I, Josh and Shelly Govar, and we've uh, kind of parted ways. Um you know, we just had lots of lots of things go on in our lives, but uh, we got out, and um, it was time. It was time, and and the people that bought it, uh, Jennifer Dewar, it was it should, they actually got married at South Fork a, a, about a month ago. Yeah, really, just recently. Oh wow! And I got we got dressed up to go to the wedding, me and my friend, and I hadn't worn a dress in four years, <laughs> and the plumbing went out. The pl- it, it was a bit. We were going to be an hour. Late. It was horrible. We didn't. We didn't get to the wedding. I mean, we got dressed oh, and everything no. was horrible. But anyway, it's uh, Bobby Awesome. Jen, it's just you know my life is crazy. But um, Bobby Awesome, Jennifer Dewar. So it's now Jennifer Awesome, I guess. But they, they were from Benton and um, great people, great Christian people. Um, they have a little boy and they have some family that they're helping them and they're taking off with it right now. Well, and, uh, yeah, they are now because yeah, Memorial Day is Monday. Oh, and I'm going to be at the pool yeah. for the first time in like. 12 years yes. or something oh my yes. gosh i can't believe it we we owned a business and every memorial day and labor day and christmas holiday that's when the only time you can shut a business down yeah not, not in your business but in my business 
And we would spend the whole weekend at the store yeah. doing things that had to be done, like cleaning all the floors and buffing floors yeah. and all kinds of crazy stuff. And yeah. I, we didn't get a holiday for 10 years. Yeah, we put a bunch of people on the Spring River. Every, you know, yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. Or in the South Fork, too. And in your cabins. That's probably the biggest weekend. your hiney. Oh, yeah. Memorial Day, like, Labor Day, like the two biggest weekends for that yeah, type of business. I, I would you know, Labor Day up there has not been... Um, not so big. It, go, it goes back and forth. Memorial Day is usually it's big. Got, Fourth of yeah. July. Is just, Memorial Day, people yeah. are chomping at the bit to get out. They are, in, yeah. You know, in springtime, yeah. we're ready to get out. Yeah. on the river. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, South Fork Resort, they have new owners, and they're awesome. Everybody should check them out. Yeah. Don't get too far down the spring and take a right. You get on the part of the spring you don't want to be on. Oh, uh, the brand, where yeah. Which did, you never floated it though. You just fished no, it. No, right? I just fished. But it. I know who I you're was talking smart. about because I used to float the spring. Because I didn't want to be over there with girls going wild. Oh yeah, that's a you, say that again. Girls you, going you wild. Did not. I did not know. It, it's pretty. It's not. a mini Mardi Gras, mini islands, and all yeah. that. I know. It's I've been there, done that. I, pretty now nuts. Karma, I really can't believe he said he I did think that not time, want the, to be there. The first time I came up was the year that the girl laid down on the railroad tracks over there. Remember it, that? Yeah, but it was a guy. Oh, it guy. Was a guy. Okay. Yeah, he was so wasted, and he went to get cell service. I it believe was, he was saying uh, it somewhere on me. Uh, I was on the train tracks, just go. And, well, what happened? He he went up there to get cell service. He passed down the train tracks and. There's been a lot of tragedies up there. Uh, That's we've, we've, That's we've what happens when you it, do not control what you're imbibing. No, in. yeah. Well, yeah. I, Whatever it might be, because yeah. it was all of it. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah. I, I used to attend many years ago. I've been maybe three times to the uh, uh, folk festival and all that up there on the Spring River and everything. Yeah. It was a, a pretty wild oh, no, that's white situation. Folk that's Mountain View. Well, right? yeah, Mountain okay. View, yeah, but yeah it, it was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. In fact, it was so wild I didn't go back. Oh wow, <laughs> it was too was wild for me. Well, I'm in Mountain View now. That's okay. where my Joe and I are. Um, living with my parents. I'm turning 44 next month. Yeah, <laughs> living with my mom and dad, and my daughter. <laughs> Just uh, be thankful they're there for I, you to yeah. know what? I've been through some stuff that I won't even go there. But I'm just happy to be alive and laughing and having a good time and enjoying life. Have trying a good to figure life. out what I'm going to do with, with my life. With the rest of it, the best revenge is living much. well. Yeah, yeah. I'm a happy person, and, and God's taking night. good care of me. And we've been through a lot together, and 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 we're good. And and Josh is is good. He's living in Mississippi. Um, he's been working as like an electrician Good. or something like that, and um, she, we still have our family unit. We we work. We we figured it out. And, Good. Good and job. So everything's job. doing really well. Good doing job. Really All right. Well. Let's take a quick break. You got the whole background now, so you know where these people came Everything from. Everything you need to know. I got to know Elizabeth's husband before I got to know Elizabeth, and Jack and I. The way we got together is that we were at an AFP deal in Las Vegas, and uh, he was standing out front, and I said, come on, Jack, jump into the uh, the big limo here, and we'll go to the airport. So he rode with me in the limo. And, and that's uh, all it took. And that's all, yeah, that's all it took. Can't get rid of the guy now. I mean, I have I have open heart surgery. He's got to have open heart surgery. <laughs> that's true. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, that's true. I'm just, I'm just saying, come on, He Jack. had a quintuple, but my husband only had a double. Uh, yeah, so he had the double. And then he Russ, quite make the and then Russ, Russ had, had four. His turn. He had the four. The manager, oh, wow. of, our, the manager of, our, of the radio station yeah, the got GM his turn. Had four. Wow. All right. Sonny's Auto Savage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts, 982-7451 is their number. Uh, if you're looking for you know, small parts, they've got them all. 
If you're looking for big parts like I have with the 2009 Corolla I got, uh, we uh, went out to uh, Sunny's Auto Salvage, got a transmission there, put it in the car. I didn't put it in. They put it in. Uh, gave me a three-year parts and labor and unlimited mileage warranty on it. Then uh, we lost compression in one of uh, the chambers of the engine, so we put a uh, Sunny's engine in it and got a three-year parts and labor and unlimited mileage with that. Saved me thousands of dollars in the process, and I'll use Sunny's Auto Salvage uh, now whenever I have a problem with my cars because, you know, when you get up to about 300,000 miles with a car, no use in buying brand-new parts for it. Recycle that stuff out of well-maintained total loss vehicles. That's Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts, number 9827451. All right, we continue the Dave Ellswick Show, first day of our... Uh, I was sharing your... Yeah. <laughs> I was in the business. It was all business. I was Gotta be careful. Uh-huh. Anyway. That's why I'm hearing other stuff. Yeah, in my ear. I was wondering why I was hearing myself again. <laughs> you, you just drove the producer crazy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he thought he pushed Russ, the wrong Russ was looking around like, that what what that I was sharing the Dave Ellswick Show Facebook Live right. on my Facebook. All right. So, bottom line, let me tell everybody about PI Roofing and Home Solutions. You've known about PI Roofing for at least 14 years now. I've been talking about them. They're one of the best roofing companies around. They also knew, and Joel Johnson knew, that if you have a leak in your roof, water gets in your house, it causes problems. So what Joel did is he hired people now that are part of PI Roofing. They're the home solution side. And what they will do is they'll do the interior painting for, you know, the stains. They'll work on the drywall that got wet and warped. Uh, They'll take care of the insulation, the ventilation. They'll even do exterior painting, carpentry work, and all the rest. So you don't have to go out looking for four or five contractors. All you have to do is call one number, 501-687-6246, or visit them online, piroofing.com, or just Google them, PI Roofing. All right, so Shelly Govar is here, and Elizabeth is here. You know Elizabeth. Elizabeth's been part of my show now for months. And uh, she has to make up her mind now how she's going to do all of this. Uh, Because I've got kind of a Jan Morgan show. I don't pay any of the people who come on my show. They just come on my show. (laughs) Just the way it kind of works out because I don't have the money to pay them. How much punishment do we want? (laughs) Yeah. What do you want to do? But, uh, you know, Shelly is here today. She came all the way down from Mountain Home. Mountain View. Mountain That's where View. I live now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Now, is Mountain View where the uh, the wing place is at, or is that Mountain Home? The wing shack. Yeah, the wing, that is one yeah. of my favorite places yeah. to eat up there. There used to be one up where we lived um, in Highland, around Cherokee Village. Yeah. Um, they got blew away by the tornado the first year we were there. Oh. It's just a month after she was born on there. But there is now up where you used to be up there by Saddle. Yeah. The mm-hmm. one place that I would go up and every time i went up there i had breakfast at meacham's have you ever eaten at meacham's you have to don't know meacham's if you go to to meacham's let me just tell you only order half a biscuit is that that place that yes. does the big? I've been there. I it's, didn't realize they the get, name yeah, of it. Oh, I've been there. It, is it, it takes busy? up the whole plate. Yeah, you know, I haven't been there in so long. Um, 
I, well, you know, we just didn't. I mean, we didn't eat out that much when we. You lived didn't have there. time. <laughs> no, but in, well, in the winter you do. But then you know everybody's deer hunting, and you know, so it's like your dad is definitely deer yeah, hunting. Yeah, and him and Josh would go for three months. You know, and, and I mean, he disappeared when the first day of deer season opened. <laughs> he was down south with the boys, and yeah. he stayed there until the season was. Over, over. Oh, a real yeah. deer widow. Last dog yeah, dead. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he is. And he said, and he tell was, you how. And, and he was good at it. Yeah. Oh, very good at it. And um, he he would love to be on your show sometime and, and give his political two oh, cents, too. Oh, we'll have, tell him. I'll have him on sometime. <laughs> I'll bring him on my other power panel. When I'm going to be short a person, we'll oh, bring Joe be, on. Yeah, he would <laughs> love that. I, I told I, him I winked. I said, I'll get your foot in the door. When I get him started, <laughs> all I got to do is ask him a couple questions, <laughs> and I'll just leave. Because <laughs> he won't be quiet. Yeah, well, Joe Russ, Pinkney, you, and well, I can tell just, you. <laughs> you and I, Russ, can just leave. They'll just take care of business. That's what. That's like we what got it always works. A job. Yeah. So anyway, we got to take a break here. We got news coming up, uh, as you probably have heard, and we're going to talk about next hour. Trump said, uh, "Hey, North Koreans, I ain't coming, man. You, you guys are you're being too many. You guys are cray cray. You know, <laughs> you're, you're you're just nuts." I, I don't need Bantamine. this kind of stuff. So we'll we'll uh, come back and talk about that here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm sitting here watching Fox News, which is on in the studio on the, uh, the flat screen. And they're talking about the president and the NFL owners and the NFL players and the new, the new rules they have now that uh, the player, if you don't want to stand for the national anthem, stay in the locker room. Mm-hmm. All right. If you come out on the field, you have to stand. Now, that's been the NBA rule since forever. And uh, I, I just saw one of these uh, people on this, the show say, well, it is a controversial issue. <laughs> no, it's not. This is not controversial in any way, shape, or form. The owners own the football team. Uh, you have the right to say what you want to say when you're not playing football. When you're on the field dressed in the uniform of the team that you're playing for, you follow the rules of whatever the team's rules are or the NFL's rules are. Just like when you, the way you wear your uniform and everything else, that's all prescribed. So they have prescribed that you got to go sit uh, down in the in in the you know the locker room if you want to take a knee. Go take a knee out of everybody's sight, and if the whole team wants to do that, don't show up on the sideline for the national yeah. anthem. Yeah. I think it's a it's a legitimate, uh, easy way of dealing with this. Yeah. But the 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 players have got their jock straps in a in a quandary right now because. The owners didn't ask us what we thought. They don't have to ask no. you what you think. <laughs> they don't have to ask you. You work for them. It's your job. You know, you know do, you think my boss, do you think my boss yeah. meets me at the door before I do my show and and <laughs> and says to me, Dave, uh, now you are going to work four hours today, right? <laughs> uh, no, he knows I'm going to work four hours yeah. today. I'm going to follow the rules. You know the seven words that you can't say, Dave. Yeah. Those are ta- those are taken. You know, you know, yeah. you know time be has to be given to all candidates, Dave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, now it got turned into a circus. It did, and then you just and the thing is, the ones that were doing it, and there may be one or two. I don't know of any 
but there can't be more than three or four if on the side that they actually put their money where their mouth is type thing and, and actually go out and fight for social you know i can have a lot of respect if, if if they as far as you know if they want to sit in the locker room or whatever but they do what they believe in out not 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 on when they're working and on the football field but on their own time when they're not getting paid to That's, do it and the, the owners gave 87 million dollars over the next five years of money to be directed by the players towards I local initiatives. Right. Well, sure, yeah. So they've, I'll call it appeased with them. I mean, I don't know anybody that works in the real world who doesn't understand the concept when you're at work. You yeah. know, you're at work. Yeah. And you don't get to go out and do your personal thing. You don't at get work. to sit at your computer and argue with people on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, among <laughs> Do that things. a few times and your boss catches you. You may find that you get to argue at home on and I Facebook. For, I forgot about that money. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if your boss came along and said, yeah, I know you feel real strongly about you know this thing, so on your behalf, I'm going to give a whole bunch of money to that cause. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're yeah. being treated very, very, very well and, you know, on I, the largesse and the capitalism of our country, and mm-hmm. you have the nerve. Yeah, and kudos for trying. I just thank God every day he's our president. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, and uh, I, I mean, kudos to him. I mean, he made it. He he's hired the American people. I mean, and he stood up for for he's everybody. Been, I mean, he's been lining up for this. I saw a video from thirty years ago, and I honestly honestly believe the hand of God had a large part to play in him ending up where he is today. yeah i really believe that yeah i think he thought i have no problem somebody said well how dare he say that he's the only one who could save us well maybe he can or maybe he can't but i'll look at all the all he the successes and he's done I a mean, darn good uh, job so far you know so i can't complain yeah. nobody else did it there's I mean, only yeah. one person that can be president at a time that's right you know i got a kick out of today he said hey, if you don't want to stand for the national anthem when you're on the on the field you know, go live somewhere else. Yeah. You yeah. know what? Yeah. People got all upset about it. I'm going to tell you what. There is a large percentage of people in this country that feel exactly that that's way. How, yeah. I mean, that's how you're supposed to feel. Yeah. If you're an American, so you're supposed to love problem. your country. Just it doesn't like when matter called, what side of the aisle you're on. When you're he called just... MS-13 animals? Yeah. I have no that problem. Was, Rabbit that animals, was maybe. nice. Yeah. But he said, I could tell you some real words that yeah. I call them. Yeah. Oh, he doubled down. He called them animals again. Yeah, oh, my did. gosh. Yeah, and people want to say, well, they're God's children, too. Well, you're right. Everybody is God's children, but sometimes God's children have got to take care of God's children mm-hmm. that aren't acting like God's children for the sake of other God's children. Let me tell okay? you. Here's what drove me crazy, Shelley. Listen. Pelosi drives me crazy. Oh God! <laughs> when, when she when she starts talking and makes the statement that MS thirteen men, men, uh, members have the uh, what what do you call it, the spark of divinity in uh, yeah. them? Oh, is that how she? And I made the like statement that. the day she said that. I said, "Yeah, they do, and so does every unborn baby who's aborted." Uh, in this country, yeah, mm-hmm. have, don't they have the spark yeah. of divinity, yeah. Nancy? But you'll consign as many of those to death as mm-hmm. can happen well you can go to hurt other folks yeah that that's and kind of a problem ju- they I don't mean, just hurt people. no they just they're savages i mean yeah. they're not even they're not even rape, I mean, there's not even a word rape in the kill control yeah it's horrible that's your, that's your three horrible. words that they i mean they need by. to be in gitmo basically that's yeah. where they need to be ms-13 yeah. needs to go to gitmo they're yeah. predators they need to be stopped that's exactly and why are there so many of them here <gasps> yeah president obama yeah, they came in. They came in as illegal minors, most of them. Yeah. 
There are now 60,000 MS-13 members spread out all over the United States. You know, I think they started somewhere in the 80s, but they just were centralized in L.A. They were a small thing. They they, they they came from El Salvador and Guatemala. Yes, they did. And and, and now they've just exploded. And they're, I mean, they're... They're kind of like a little Taliban. I mean, they wreak havoc. They're, you know, uh, I, I see no like difference. They're Gestapos is what they yeah, really are. Yeah, they are. I just would like those on the left kill. who don't want to have gun control to not have any guns and have a lot of MS-13 in their neighborhood, and we'll just see how well that goes. Yeah, sir. You know, I thought it was interesting. Because they think it's okay to have them all here, and they don't want right. us to have guns. Yeah, and, so and we'll Nancy Pelosi is guarded by cameras and metal detectors and guards. I'm and glad you brought that yeah, up. I want to play yeah. some audio She's not more important than my kid either, by the way. Do we get my the kid audio? goes to school every day during the school year. How's she more important than my kid? These are high-profile high people are our children. I, and I, That's a whole other day but with the school shooting thing. I'll stop there. Uh, cut number three, CNN's Kumo was talking to uh, Nancy Pelosi. Check out this, this part of this uh, audio. Uh, arming teachers. No. You feel that there's a little bit of an either-or problem with how we're trying to approach solutions. First, let's be honest, we haven't gotten anything done, right? What killed me when I had to go down to Santa Fe again was it's getting so hard to look in the eyes of kids like Alexis. You're happy to meet her uh, because she's a senior. She's going to go on with her life. Thank God she survived and she's got better days in front of her. But their families, every time, they're never going to be the same. And nothing gets done about it because it seems that there's an either or. Will you put armed guards in the schools? No, we don't want to talk about it. Let's not talk about hardening the schools. But the building we're in now, the building that you work in, the point of entry there is secure. You don't walk in with a trench coat with a shotgun underneath your jacket and get in. It doesn't happen. You know this. Why can't that be part of the equation? Talk about universal background checks. Fine. Talk about mental health. How to identify them. The money for treatment. But why either or? Why not make the schools safer? I know it's a state issue, but they're going to ask for money. And that's where the federal government comes in, that you could offer the money to make schools so that when you go there as a guest and you walk in, of course, they'll have multiple points of egress for emergencies. But you're going to be looked at when you go in that school and you're not going to walk in with a gun under your coat. In our uh, uh, omnibus bill that we passed just a few weeks ago, we have one point eight. I think it's one point eight. It could be one point six billion dollars in there uh, for this purpose for schools to make. Uh, to give them an opportunity to secure them. Uh, and those schools have to make those decisions. But it isn't, uh, the children should not have to be worried about going to school as a place uh, that, that violence can occur. That doesn't mean they shouldn't ha- take the precautions, uh, whether it's through infrastructure or whatever else they may decide that they need. But I don't think you should consider it in any way an answer to what we have to do to have responsible background checks for people uh, who want to have a gun. Uh, that most, pe- most people in the, in the National Rifle Association have had background checks. All right, Myron, shut up, woman. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pass the buck. You know, here's, you know, no, I mean, but here's the thing is that that was nothing but words, BS. Because mm-hmm. do you yeah. not know Garb. that if they had really passed a bill... That was specifically passed for school safety. They would be yelling about getting that money out to these schools from the top of the mountaintops. Oh, yeah. They're not doing it because Mm -mm. it just ain't so. Mm -mm. 
It's it's a lie. What do you guys think needs to be done? I mean, what what are some of the things that you think about, Shelly, as far as this is concerned? Well, okay, a lot. And I did a lot of research on this. And, I mean, after the one in February, um, I, this is probably my biggest passion right now that I've ever had in almost 44 years of living is keeping these kids safe. These are our babies. And you, this can be stopped period it can be stopped i don't even accept the fact that well we can cut down on it we can cut it by 70 what about the i don't care if you can cut down 99 out of 100 that one left is enough is enough it's enough not one more kid should have to die in this country and i am so sick of it and if they want it they want they, they need to spend more time and money and focus on getting these schools Cameras, I don't care how much it costs. I will beg, borrow, and steal to protect my baby, okay? And the the two things, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on or what planet you're from. If you love your children and you're mad, those are the only two things in common that we need. And I don't care if you want to call it the mama bear movement, because that's what I am. Papa bear movement, parent posse, something. But, I mean, we somebody's got to do something here. Get galvanized and do something. because they're, and, and these kids are taking over, and they're getting brainwashed, and they're the NRA's evil. And I mean, let them be kids. Where are the grown-ups here? Get get the cameras in the school. Get a metal detector for the ones in the buildings where there's you can do it one way in, one way out. Get armed guards. I don't care. I would much rather have my child walk into a school every day with a ver- with a person who literally his sole purpose for being there is to protect my child's life with a smile on his face and her feel safe than for every single time we start a new school year, I say, okay. Where are you at this time of day? Where are you at this time? And we go through plan A, B, and C of what she should do for depending on where she's at in the school at that time in regards to if a mass crazy gunman comes in. That is, this, I mean, what, I, I, this is insane. Y'all, we're getting too used to this. This is not okay. It's not okay. I saw something on Facebook. Uh, a, a little girl came home. She was kindergarten. And, you know, the shoes that, that light up, that's part of the screenshots. I got my tools and my, you know, I, 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 I'm I telling you, I, and I looked at it from every percent. I stood back and didn't say a word, and I just watched how everybody reacted. And there's the problem, how everybody's reacting and um, fighting and fussing and, and NRA. and blah, blah, blah. No. But anyways, um, I saw it, it was a, a school teacher. Or I mean, a uh, well, I've got some from a school teacher, but it was a, a mom. And she said that uh, her little girl came home and said, Mama, I need a new pair of tennis shoes. They just bought them a week before. And she said, well, I thought you loved those tennis shoes. Are they, get, are they already getting too small? No, Mama. But after that shooting, this was after the one in February, um, she said, if a mass gunman comes in, he'll be able to see my shoes because they light up. I'm sorry. I'm about to cry. That's heartbreaking. Ooh, that's that's tough. heartbreaking. That's tough. And yeah, Nancy Pelosi, tough. all you I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you don't love your baby and you're not mad, and this doesn't even have big, you know, grandparents join, like, start a movement. I, I don't know how to do it, but I'm here today to say, let's do it. Somebody, I, I, I you know, let's do this. Let's get, let's get armed guards. Let's get, I mean, I would much rather her walk in and, and see that and be safe than for her have to see her classmates laying dead in the classroom floor and not just from one, you know, gunman coming in when all that could have been prevented. Then, then you go, you're going to call, you're going to call the police. That's more men with more guns. And then they've got to see this. I mean, it, it, 
it's sickening. I just can't anymore. I can't. I can't stomach it. I can't. I, I don't like you know as much as I don't like Kumo. <laughs> be honest, CNN. He made a statement to Nancy Pelosi that she just blew off. They were in the Capitol when they were doing yeah. that, and he said to get into this building. Oh, there's one entrance and one, one entrance, entrance yeah. only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all schools will be different. I mean, there's some that have, you know, a couple buildings, whatever, you know. Um, I mean, you, you have to do what fits the school. But you secure every building, every building. If there's just one or there's three or four, I don't care what it costs. I don't care. I don't care what we have to do to to, 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 to make this happen. The money's there. I mean, they blow our money. They, they I mean, they rape us with taxes every single day for even when we're sleeping, you know. I mean, it's it's there. They can do it. Everybody's scared, too. It's all about losing their, you know, the, 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 it's all about the whole Second Amendment, and then you get into that. And no, we protect jewelry stores better oh, than jewelry we do stores, our children in school. Banks, I mean, you, you know, know it's, yeah. it's out of control. Well, there's yeah. a way to do all of this and protect everybody's Second Amendment rights. Absolutely. I mean, we can harden the schools. And it's people say, well, I don't want my kid to have to go someplace like it's a prison. Well, the reason it's like a prison is because here in the United States, We've destroyed the American mm-hmm. family. Yeah, and absolutely. There, this is we've what got I was, all yeah. kinds of sociological problems in our country. And now, you know, when you when you reap the wind, then you go out. Uh, you know, when you when you you know, what? How's it go? You, I don't remember. You, I know you go what you're referring out and, uh, to. You plant the wind. You reap the whirlwind. Right. And and that, yeah. and that's basically what we're doing right now. Yeah. We're reaping what we sowed. Well, that's and when exactly people right. are say that that you know it looks like a prison, how do you know it looks like a prison? We've never seen it. <laughs> how before. many prisons have you been in recently? I mean, yeah, where's the where's the steel bars and all that? I mean, it's just a nice guy that's there to protect your kid. I mean, I took her to Disney on Ice. My sister and I did last May at Verizon. Arena. Did you have to of show your we, ID I, and all that to, to get in? We did. Everything. Yeah, we and did. if they didn't do that, we would have been gone. And all those people that sit there and say it'll look like a prison, this and that, they take their kid, those kids there a bit. And if there wasn't security there, they would throw a fit. She saw security everywhere at Verizon Reed. Did that bother you? No. Were you offended? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of, the, we, we go in public to these places and you go through all the security. And I think, you know, young people go through it as well. They see mm-hmm. it. I, when I it. was in school, it was the scare over the Cold War and you sure, know, being bombed, yeah. and there wasn't any way to make me feel more safe. No. And I tend to kind of think, of course, it's been a while, but I tend to think that that would make me today, mm-hmm. I mean, would that make you feel more safe mm-hmm. or less safe to have to kind of mm-hmm. walk through security to go into your school? That's kind of right. how I feel. I think it would make me feel a little safer. I mean, it's just, a, you know, God helps those who can help us. If you don't believe in God or not, but, you know, if there's something you can do about, you know, the prayers and the moment of silence and the whole religion debate and all that, it's like, you know what? That's not going to fix it right now. We need to, we need to, and well, quit that trying need to, to stop. Reg- that's a no, separate I thing, agree. But that's I not going to make the schools more right, safe tomorrow. But you can't <laughs> regulate other people's behavior. That's right. And, and that's, that's the problem is we, and I said this the other day, we were talking about these issues. We have a society that has allowed, especially young men. Yeah. They are, I don't know the words I want, you know, they're disconnected, they're unhappy about mm-hmm. lots of things, and we've allowed them to think yeah. that this is the answer. Yeah. Violence, yeah. because we've kicked God out of the schools and out of our world oh, socially. Yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 
Uh, our good friends out at Safari Pets, don't forget about them over in uh, Cabot. They are located over at 808 uh, West Main. You join and visit with them and uh, talk to them and get the information you want about the animals that you're interested in. They got more than just cats and dogs. They've got guinea pigs and ferrets and they've got snakes and uh, turtles. They got everything you can ever think of that you might have as a pet. And they offer everything you will need for taking care of your pet or pets. That's Safari Pets, 808 West Main in Cabot. Phone number 628-0067, safari-pet.com. All right, we're back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Arrow Plumbing and their clean home guarantee. I like this one. You know, they come and uh, the guys come in their uniforms. You'll never have plumber's pencil holder when uh, Arrow Plumbing's around. They guarantee that their plumber will clean up after himself and leave your home clean, you know, like, he found it when he got there, and you'll have the little he'll put the, you'll have the little booties on and all that. If he doesn't do that, here's what Aero Plumbing does: they'll send a professional to clean your entire home. That's what sets uh, Aero Plumbing apart from other plumbing companies. They go the extra mile. That's Aero Plumbing, AeroPlumbing.net, or Aero Plumbing on Google. All right, so. Let me play for you what the president said that got all of the jock straps in the NFL all t- all all in a in a tangle. All right, here's what he had to say. Cut four. Some breaking news while you were in there. The NFL has made a decision on something that means a lot to you and a lot of other Americans. The NFL has vo- the owners have voted unanimously to approve a new national anthem rule that says if you're not going to stand, stay in the locker room. If you go to the field, you have to stand. If you have a protest, your team's going to get fined. This is the first time you're hearing this. What's your reaction, Mr. President? Well, I think that's good. I don't think people should be staying in locker rooms, but still, I think it's good. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. Well, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. And the NFL owners did the right thing if that's what they've done. If, if that is the story, do you feel like you push this story forward and you push this to a conclusion? I think the people pushed it forward. This was not me. I brought it out. I think the people pushed it forward. This country is very smart. We have very smart people. And you know, that's something ideally could have been taken care of when it first started. It would have been a lot easier. But if they did that, they're doing the right thing. I wouldn't, you know, that doesn't upset me. Does it upset you? <laughs> if somebody stubs their toe, it's his fault. It's Trump's fault. I mean, everything's just Trump's <laughs> fault. I mean, this is the age we're living in. Yes, isn't, no, isn't he powerful? He's, he's, isn't I he powerful? Yes. Everything that happens is because he's of him. He's a lightning Everything. rod, and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just thought... Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. There you are. Now, I, I, look, I watch all of that and, and listen to him say that, and I'm thinking, he couldn't have said that any better as yeah, far I mean, as I'm that concerned. Was as, I mean, that was as pleasant. I don't... It, it wasn't me. It was the American people. Yeah. It was the American people that brought down their viewership by 10%. Yeah. It's the American people that you would look out in in uh, watching the NFL if you watched it i didn't even watch mm, yeah and he's maybe right a bit. i mean and he backed up the American people i mean but but he, he was actually giving somebody else credit besides himself yeah. i thought you know mm-hmm. you think they'd like that but that, that just goes to show 
Don't matter what it he does. It doesn't matter. Trump derangement I mean, syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. there. It's, 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 it's a matter. thing. It takes thing. over completely. Yes. Okay. We're going to. Uh, Russ just ran down the hallway for something. As soon as he gets back, we'll have him play President Trump's uh, talking about the cancellation of his North Korean trip. And they, you can hear you can hear what they, he had to say. They yeah. were warning for 24 hours or more. You don't need to be messing with President Trump. Yeah, he kept telling. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he, and they're telling him today. I hope. I, I kind of feel like maybe Kim Jong Un will come around. Hey, I said that I right for the first will. time ever. Kim Jong Un. That second, <laughs> it's hard to say. That second meeting. And second meeting with China. with China did it. I really do Secret believe that. Secret meeting, yeah. actually. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it was it was all about. And I think there, he may think that they may be, you know, conspiring between themselves, which wouldn't surprise me. But here's what the president had to say. Thank you very much. I'd like to begin by saying that based on the recent statement of North Korea, I have decided to terminate the planned summit in Singapore on June 12th. Well, many things can happen, and a great opportunity lies ahead, potentially. I believe that this is a tremendous setback for North Korea, and indeed, a setback for the world. I've spoken to General Mattis and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and our military, which is by far the most powerful anywhere in the world, that has been greatly enhanced recently, as you all know, is ready if necessary. Likewise, I have spoken to South Korea and Japan, and they are not only ready should foolish or reckless acts be taken by North Korea, but they are willing to shoulder much of the cost of any financial burden, any of the costs associated by the United States in operations if such an unfortunate situation is forced upon us. Hopefully, positive things will be taking place with respect to the future of North Korea. But if they don't, we are more ready than we have ever been before. North Korea has the opportunity to end decades of poverty and oppression by following the path of denuclearization and joining the community of nations. And I hope that Kim Jong-un will ultimately do what is right, not only for himself, but perhaps most importantly, what's right for his people, who are suffering greatly and needlessly. All of the Korean people, North and South, deserve to be able to live together in harmony, prosperity, and peace. That bright and beautiful future can only happen when the threat of nuclear weapons is removed. No way it can happen otherwise. If and when Kim Jong-un chooses to engage in constructive dialogue and actions, I am waiting. In the meantime, our very strong sanctions, by far the strongest sanctions ever imposed, 
and maximum pressure campaign will continue as it has been continuing. But no matter what happens and what we do, we will never, ever compromise the safety and security of the United States of America. I want to make that statement. Feel very, very strongly about it. Our military, as you know, has been greatly enhanced. We'll soon be at a level that it's never been before. Our approval of $700 billion this year and $716 billion next year, largely due to the help of a lot of the people with me today and standing right here, we appreciate. But we had to do that for our military, and we've done it. And hopefully everything's going to work out well with North Korea. And a lot of things can happen, including the fact that perhaps and would wait, it's possible that the existing summit could take place or a summit at some later date. Nobody should be anxious. We have to get it right. All right. I think that's the best thing you said at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just have to wait. I like We've got to get it right. You've got, mm-hmm. I like the idea of waiting and doing it right rather than, oh, my God, we got to do something. It doesn't matter. Just do something. Just do something. You know what? I'm that not, is yeah. not getting us anywhere in politics. But he also, and, and I love that he said this because, you know, when you say North Korea, everything's just one person, Kim Jong-un. I mean, there are millions of people suffering. I mean, that th- he brought up the humanitarian side of it. I mean, these people they will are, prosper under these. They new are arrangements. starved. They are. I mean, they 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 can't say they have no free speech. They have. I mean, these people are probably treated as some you know the worst of, of anybody in the world, and that's what's so sad that you know nobody wants to hurt them in the uh, the the. The people, because, you know, of what their leader's doing, and, I, you know, that's the sad part. And, but he brought, I, I was really glad to hear him bring that up, because you don't hear that too often about the actual people is, that live there. This is mean old President Trump who yeah. hates people. Right, you know, Hates right. women, I mean, hates he, everybody, he's all egotistical, it's all North about Koreans him. The Koreans aren't bad people. No. It's their leader. No, and he understands yeah. that all people wish to be free. All people, all just people. like George W. Bush. That's in, innate in us because yeah. we're made by God, yeah, that's right. and he knows that. I think he's doing a really great job. I like, I mean, my gosh, I don't even want to pretend like I know enough about foreign affairs to even think about it clearly. I think he's doing a really awesome thing by saying, we'll work with you. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem <clears throat> with him complimenting him on things he can compliment him on. A lot of people are just coming totally unhinged because he's actually treating them respectfully. I think that respect is a large part of how you may be able to get to an agreement. Well, case in point. I mean, if you and I are arguing and you know that I don't respect you or vice versa, then we're not going to ever have a chance right. on resolving a difference but if somehow we had some kind of yeah. respect and then we got into a disagreement or else either way yeah. if there's respect you've got a little something that maybe you can build on yeah i don't know well i, I mean know. he's the first guy to ever get the north koreans to to even to even wander or, or warm even the, if, i mean you know they're he's kim jong-un is is pooping his pants with well Trump even in if office, it all falls through now we've gotten all our people home yeah, it, I mean that's inc- I mean that By right there itself, is like that's an amazing step that we've never of, had for never, decades. I mean, there's so much about just what's gone on up to this point with Trump that he's been able to do with North Korea, and 
the short time that he's been in office. That, I mean, it's amazing. And people just really need to. This is epic stuff. I also believe in the idea that the people military I'm talking about here yeah. that are responsible for waging war yeah. are some of the most peace loving people out there because they know oh, yeah. firsthand the destruction that they will bring yeah and i've had people who are in the military and uh, colonel conrad reynolds said this one time we get in we use force we're getting it over as quickly as possible we don't want to drag it on yeah we just want to be doctrine that's overwhelming force and i believe in that i honestly believe in that and i believe that it can help keep peace in the world yeah by us our, our country being willing not necessarily doing it but proving that we are willing to use the power yeah. that we have. Yeah. And we are the big kid on the block. OK. Yeah. So if the big kid on the block doesn't step up and say, OK, you folks, we got to settle this. Yeah. Then there's going to be chaos. We're in the, the world. only people that can settle and it. Under Obama, the only people, I mean, well, under Obama for eight years, all we did was sit back. Oh, we're going to lead from behind. Well, all they did was yeah, get right. Look what I mean, that look caused the for eight years. and everything that went on under Obama's watch. Yeah. I mean, my God. Yeah, and you know, George Bush. Up. I mean, it, it it all went on under him. Not not to the extent, but he was and so busy Cl- with the nine eleven and the Iraq. And 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 yeah, it did. It, it was. And but Bush was just so. I mean, his whole. The time he was in office, once September 11, 2001 happened, that defined that man's presidency for the for the for the next you know seven and a half years, and 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 you can only take on so much. I mean, that was a you know epic thing. Well, he had and, no choice. Yeah, you know, no, he walked away from and, it no, and deal with right, it. Yeah, no, yeah, but but North Korea was able to to get away with doing some stuff that they that Bush would have not have normally under normal circumstances let you know they took advantage of the situation of course they did yeah and and then and under obama he just turned the blind eye all right we want to get okay we want we want to take jim here while we got a chance okay let's go we got a caller jim how are you welcome to the dave ellswick show the female power panels here what's your question or what's your uh, what's your statement i think it's awesome that you got these young these nice ladies on board today uh, need to pick a few more up, like 8, 9, 10, 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jim, we like this. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah, you know, like 12, 15, I guess. You put Dave over in the corner. Dave would be on the street. We would he would out. have the biggest grin on his face. He wouldn't fit in the room. I'm drowning in a sea of estrogen. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I tell you, I just want to say I enjoyed what I heard about uh, Donald. I knew he was going to come out and have a conference today, but I wasn't able to listen to it live. But I uh, appreciate you replaying it. And that's, I'm like, it, uh, is Trump not the man? He's, he's the, the man. He's the man. He's the Thank man. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Jim. We got to run. We got to get a final break in. We got more coming your way on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back. Dave Ellswick Show. Now, sitting quietly these two hours. Uh, Shelly's brought her daughter, and uh, I did talk about that earlier on in the show. And I used to go up for her birthday party all sure the time. And uh, because when the kids went to sleep, then it became a, an adult party. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a bad Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway with, that all, with all so that said, that. <laughs> she, wanted to, she wanted to say something about school safety. You're how old, my Joe? Ten. Pull that microphone. Grab that mic and pull it right up to you. There you go. Ten You're and ten. And a half years old. And then put you in what grade? 
Uh, I'm going to be in fifth grade. In fifth grade when you go back to school. All right. So you tell me, what do you think needs to be done to make it safer for kids in the schools? Well, I I think that there should be policemen or some guards outside of the school to make everyone feel safer. I mean, some kids might not like that, but, I mean, personally, I'd like that to just just feel a lot safer and know that some good people are with us and they're going to protect us and you know how do you feel about teachers being allowed the ones that want to being allowed to carry a gun on them on the teacher i think it would be okay as long as they just hide it somewhere in the classroom like to where no one would really find it like they can have their own little teacher closet thing and they'd hide one in there Maybe like a safe yeah yeah like a, a safe. safe place to keep it yeah yeah all right well sounds like you're not worried about guns you're worried about bad people with guns yeah and all what right. does it take to stop a bad person with a, a gun? good guy with a, a gun. good guy with absolutely a gun. Uh, i'm all about that's why i voted against the uh, millage increase in cabot because they wanted to spend millions of dollars to say to make the the school uh the high school where it wasn't uh you know was safe it's easy just uh, just if thomas would just he's a superintendent if he would just ask or is it Thurman? maybe it's Thurman. Thurman. If, if you would just ask and say look we want to arm teachers who you know want to carry a gun Turn. or have them have it in a in a safe place a, a safe or whatever in the classrooms uh then let let them do so let them do that i mean all you got if you have you had a couple of teachers on each uh hallway that had a gun i can tell you the guys that have been doing this are going where the guns aren't absolutely so sure. if, if they're not going to want to take yeah. it on where they they get one shot off and all of a sudden they're they're thinking swiss cheese yeah. there you go i have i have one other question did you grow up does did you does your dad shoot and have a gun or is there no guns in your house uh i grew up with guns in my house we had a whole okay. safe that was okay. big and had a, He's a big okay. so you have been around your dad or your mom yeah. and you know a little bit about that yes yeah have you been taken out and, and done any shooting yet? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Took her, yeah. Poppy took her of course, to deer I, camp, and she loves it. I went, oh. Yeah. I can imagine that. <laughs> I, mean, I can't imagine yeah. Joe not teaching uh-uh. his granddaughter how that, to shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, they, they're like this when it comes hunting time, and it's like, where did my little mini-me go? My little Prius. <laughs> I remember she used to call her mini-me, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're out of time. I want to thank Elizabeth. I want to thank Shelly for coming in. Thank you. Yeah, two thank weeks, you. we'll get back together because I'm out next Thursday, and Kim Hammer will be filling in. I'll be back tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Uh, Mitch Breitweiser will be here. So will uh, Dr. Tim Lim and uh, Kat Robinson supposed to stop by. <laughs> we'll talk pa here in the state of Arkansas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.